In this episode, I sit down with Ashley James to talk about how you can overcome anxiety. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change, big change, big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today on the show, I am speaking with Ashley James. Many of you listening to this show may also listen to another podcast called Learn True Health. Well, Ashley is the host of the podcast, and on the show, she sits down and interviews holistic health experts and doctors of naturopathic medicine three days a week. So I highly recommend that you check out the show. Through the interviews, her expert guests teach listeners how to gain health naturally through holistic medicine, diet, supplemental nutrition, and lifestyle changes. But Ashley is also an expert in dealing with anxiety. Having spent much of her life dealing with it herself, she set out to find a solution and that led her to become a master practitioner and trainer in neurolinguistic programming and coaching. She has since helped a number of people deal with their anxiety. And on today's show, she's going to be answering the question, how can we overcome anxiety? What is the cause of it? How does it show up in our lives? And what can we do to get past it? So I'm super excited for this one. Make sure you stick around all the way to the end. But before we jump into the episode, if you have not already, head over to sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. There you're going to find information on my new membership site where I'm teaching you everything I've learned about podcasting in the last five years. I'm going to teach you how to launch the show, what equipment to buy, how to record it, how to set it up, how to edit it. I'm going to show you step-by-step how to grow the show, how to monetize it. And if your goal is to launch or grow a podcast, this is the place to be. So head over to sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. Let's jump into the episode. All right. So I'm here with Ashley James. She's the host of the Learn True Health podcast, and she's here to help us with something that I know many of you are struggling with. You've written me directly and shared your struggles with it. And so I'm really excited to walk through her uh, uh, knowledge and process and experience on the topic of anxiety, because I think for many of you listening, this is going to be one of the most impactful episodes that that you've listened to. So Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Greg. That's funny. I'm, I've got the pressure. The pressure's on to be the most impactful <laughs> episode they've ever listened to. I'm ready. I'm ready to make it the most impactful episode. Well, notice I said one of, so this is a little wiggle okay. room. Okay. Well, you know, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to strive to be the best one. So perfect. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's start with uh, defining the problem a little bit, but what exactly, and I think this is where a lot of people uh, trip up. Like we use the word anxiety, but we don't necessarily understand what it is and what's going on for us. And then to to add on to that, what sort of causes it? Absolutely. And it's funny because when we were discussing this the other day, well, what's the problem and what's really the problem? And I said, well, the problem is actually the solution. And you're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So anxiety, um, a lot of people don't know they actually have anxiety. So maybe they feel a sense of worry 
or they're dreading something or they're lamenting about it or their or their mind is racing about things that could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And you could wake up in the morning and have your coffee or have your tea and you're already the hamster wheel in your mind is already racing. You're worried about your kids. You're worried about your spouse. You're worried about your job, your boss, your career, your sales, whatever's happening that day. The traffic you might be up against. Maybe you're flying, you're going on a trip soon. And so you're worried, did you get the right tickets? Is is your, are you going to be late for the airport? And, and as you think about your day or your week or your month, you might have a sense of tension or sometimes the sensation is in your chest. Sometimes it's actually right by the below the chest bone, sort of near the stomach, a, a tightness. Mm. Some people feel like they have, um, their stomach's really tight, or maybe my mom used to say, "Don't wear your shoulders as earrings because your your shoulders." You notice you all of a sudden you realize that there's tension in your shoulders, and that your your shoulders are are, are up near your ears because you're so tense. Um, so that tension that you're holding in the body, if you really dive into it, you're realizing that there's a, a, a there's emotions with the sensation, and it can be worry. Some people label it as stress. But truly, it's anxiety. And when we have enough of it, when we have um, plenty of it, we call it things like having an anxiety attack or having a panic attack. Now, mm-hmm. some people are really acutely aware that they have anxiety, but most people walk around with anxiety and never realize that they actually, they can't label it. When I was a kid, I had anxiety almost all the time, but I didn't know it until yeah. years later, I look back, I went, wow, I was having anxiety and I never knew. I just thought it was my norm. I thought that's how you, how everyone felt. So we're going to unpack that. But what I, I, and exactly what anxiety is, but part of the, what it is, is also the solution to it. Because anxiety is not an emotion of the past. Like mm-hmm. anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. You could sit here right now and think about a really positive event from your past or a really negative event from your past. And if you thought about it enough, you could light up the feelings right now. Like you could think about the most amazing, maybe it was like your wedding or the day you graduated, something really, really big that happened in your life that was a huge positive emotional event. And if you relive it in your mind, you can actually start to feel your heart warms. You feel those wonderful, happy memories actually light up your neurology in the present moment. And you can light up some really negative things too. Um, thinking about negative things in the past. So we can feel emotions from our past in our body in the present. But you cannot feel anxiety about something that is complete, about something that's already happened, because anxiety is not an emotion like any other emotion. Anxiety is an emotion about the future. And specifically, anxiety is actually the internal dashboard Um, that red blinking light that you see on your car when it says check engine, it's our Mm -hmm. own check engine light saying we are under threat. There's something wrong here. And it has to do with our thinking. So I'll dive into that, but um, I'm sure you probably have some questions for me. (laughs) Yeah, that that definitely, I think, helps uh, even just in better understanding what we mean when we use the term. I'd love to, to hear, and I'm sure the listeners would as well, just a little bit about 
how you sort of became so in tune to, to this understanding of anxiety. Oh, sure. Right. So um, I've always been interested in personal growth and development. Um, my mom passed away suddenly of cancer. It was very quick from diagnosis mm-hmm. to death. And I held her hand as she died. Um, I actually felt her soul move through me. It was a, um, a, a very obviously traumatic, but also um affirming experience. And, uh, and afterwards I really wanted to grieve healthfully. That's something that she instilled in me was this desire to have optimal mental health. And mm-hmm. so I kept, I kept looking around and going to counselors to, because I wanted to grieve optimally and make a really, um, make the best moves possible for me to have the healthiest emotional and mental growth and completion from losing my mom so suddenly. And she, she was, we were very close. And then I started to see that Really, in the um, traditional therapy space, there's abnormal and normal. And you're either abnormal or normal. And there really wasn't this um, focus on excellence. And that's when I stumbled upon neuro-linguistic programming. It was designed out of a desire to help us become excellent in every aspect of our life. And so they took tools from different walks of therapy and, and neuroscience that really work. And so I, I ended up um, moving to the States from Canada and studying NLP with one of the world leaders in it, uh, became a trainer uh, of neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy and hypnosis. And I've been doing that since 2005. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So what's, um, and it, it's so fascinating because a lot of the people that I speak to that are really in tune to, to uh, these pieces of it, like NLP, whether they went all in and became a trainer or it's just something they've sort of incorporated into their own life, that that, that term keeps popping up a lot. Yeah. Um, something that I, I've never actually looked into, but I may have to. If it uh, keeps popping up for you, that means you, yeah, exactly, you, you need yeah. to look into it for sure. Exactly. Um, okay. So, so how does... You, you gave earlier what I thought was a really good example of how anxiety shows up in a person's life. Uh, that just that feeling in, in your, your chest and your stomach. And uh, a lot of us maybe uh, assign it to something else like, oh, I've got a stomach ache. It's something I ate or something like that. Um, but why is it that this thing that can only happen when you're worried about something that has yet to play out. Why is it that it, it's so gripping? Why is it that it, it can be so intense that it, it literally has people on the floor crying? So to understand that, we have to understand our nervous system. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of the fight or flight response, right? And then the rest mm-hmm. and digest or healing response. So we have something called the autonomic nervous system that helps our, it makes our heart beat. It helps us breathe when we're not thinking about breathing. And it tells our body whether we need to run away from a bear or we need to sit there and rest and digest and absorb nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a light switch. You're either in fight or flight mode or you're in rest and digest mode. We want to be in rest and digest mode as often as possible for as long as possible to heal. But we want to have access to fight or flight when we need to react quickly. If there was a fire and you had to get out of a building, you want to be in stress mode 
That is, yeah. that is the place to be. Um, but if you're writing an exam, you actually don't want to be in stress mode. Um, people keep saying, oh, but cortisol helps us to think clearly. And it makes me think really clearly. Like, and people that especially A-type personalities go, you know, when I get really stressed about something or I procrastinate to the last minute, that's when I excel because I'm just so stressed out. I, 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 I really, um, force myself to go through it and it gives me the extra oomph. Well, the problem with that is it's, it's really short lived because we're burning our adrenals out. Um, but we're also shunting blood away from the logic centers of our brain. The autonomic nervous system, when we go into fight or flight, shuts down all non-essential parts of our being in, mm -hmm. and puts all of our energy towards fighting or fleeing. Um, so imagine you wake up in the morning, you're sipping your coffee or your tea and you start thinking about the traffic and, and maybe you're going to be late and your boss and the fight you, you were going to have and just, and you start thinking about all the things that are going to happen that are going to go wrong. And we often do that, um, because we think we're, we're thinking about things that could go wrong so we could solve those problems and, and thus, um, be prepared. Right. So everyone goes, well, I have to prepare, right. but the problem is we're not preparing, we're lamenting. And when we think about those um, uh, things that could go wrong and, and what we're actually thinking about are all the worst case scenarios, the, br the, the brain is thinking about it. The body is always listening. The body is listening for, am I under threat or not? And the second we start thinking about these negatives, the body cannot tell a difference between what's imagined and what's real. Mm -hmm. And the body goes, oh, quickly, we're under threat. And I'm thinking about like, let's say I'm thinking about... <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to be in traffic and my boss is going to yell at me. It's totally made up, right? It hasn't happened yet. I'm not, I'm not psychic. It hasn't happened yet. It's not a, re it's, it's made up. Mm -hmm. But my body is reacting to those thoughts as if they're real happening now. And so the body goes, okay, we can't be in rest and digest anymore. We have to prepare for the fight. And it shunts blood away from the logic centers of the brain and makes us access instead the amygdala. So now we're thinking with like the chimp brain. <laughs> we're coming from our more pri uh, primal part of our brain. And our um, higher thinking is now dulled. It shunts blood away from our organs, giving minimal s supply to all of our organs and shunting all the blood to our limbs. It's raising cortisol, which triggers the pancreas to um, sh uh, decrease insulin so that we can elevate blood sugar. So there's more access to blood sugar for the limbs so we can run. The problem with all of this is that in, if we do it every day systemically, it increases inflammation through the body. It gives us foggy thinking. It really messes with our sleep. So we have problems falling asleep. We have problems staying asleep. And then when we wake up, we're exhausted still. And we do this day and day and day. So imagine if we stayed in stress mode, we are going to burn out. The body yeah. can't heal because the body does not heal when we're in stress mode. The body heals when we're in rest and digest mode in the parasympathetic nervous system response of rest and digest. And so God or creator universe, this mag whoever magnificently created us gave us this internal dash light. Just like your car starts blinking or some red check engine light, you're like, okay, I'm taking the car in. We're getting this fixed. Well, our brain gives us anxiety to say we're focusing on what we don't want to have happen. We are under threat. Is this, is, are, are, is this really real or are we, can we shift our thinking? 
And so if you feel anxiety and you're running, you're running out of a burning building, you're like, yeah, yeah, my body's telling me uh, survival mode. Good. Let's go. My body's working with me. But if we're just sitting at home and all of a sudden we feel that tension, excuse me, that tension in our stomach, the tension in our chest, we're feeling um, the anxiety. We're not under threat, but our thoughts are telling our body we are. And over time, that'll create more and more disease. So I have a technique to yes, please. Um, redirect the brain so that we can still prepare. Because I know there's always someone that goes, but I need to think about all the worst case scenarios because I have to prepare prepare for potentials, potential potential futures that could happen. And I say, you know, I live in the earthquake zone near Seattle and I've prepared for an earthquake, right? We have our, our seven or 10 days of food and water and supplies. And then I stopped thinking about them. I'm prepared. I thought about, okay, what could go wrong in an earthquake? Let's prepare. And then I stopped thinking about it. But we don't prepare. Every day when we think about our day and run through all these worst case scenarios, we're actually lamenting. We're, we're, we're constantly triggering the stress response and constantly um, taking ourselves away from healing opportunities, from the healing response and taking away the ability to think clearly. Also, if you find yourself reacting, like yelling at your kids, yelling at your spouse, um, uh, getting really angry in traffic, um, and you go, you keep going, why do I, why do I react? Why can't I just, I wish I didn't had said that to that person. Why can't I just take a breather and stop being triggered? That's because you're actually in stress mode. That mm. is a good sign. If you're re a reactive person, it's not that that's part of your personality, it's because you're in stress mode and so you don't have access to the logic centers of your brain. You're coming more from that prim primal chimp brain because you are in stress response. So we need to we need to stop. We need to have a break state. And I have a technique for you. We're going to teach you the technique and everyone practices it every day. And um, it does take time to rewire the brain. It's called neuroplasticity. But you do this, the more you do this technique the more you'll get results. So I've got a technique to teach you. And uh, before I, before I teach it to you, do you have any questions? No, I say let's, let's jump into the, how we solve this piece of things. Okay, great. Excuse me. <clears throat> like here, I can go like two hours interviewing someone, but the second I start talking, <laughs> I need to clear my throat. That's so funny. So what I'd like to do is ask you and ask all everyone who's listening. Do you have something right now that, Something that's going to happen in the future that when you think about it, you can feel anxiety. And maybe some people don't identify with the word anxiety, but they um, they feel worry or panic or apprehension or tension in their stomach and in their chest. Um, do you have something coming up? You know, is it an exam or a talk with your boss or you know a big life decision you have to make? Something that's coming up in the near future. Maybe it's going flying or driving a long distance. Then when you think of it, you feel that feeling in your body right now. So, Greg, um, do you have something coming up in your future that when you think of it, you have anxiety right now in your body that you're experiencing? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how much anxiety? Ten being the most, one being the least? Um. I'd say about a six. Okay. Now, everyone that's listening, go ahead and rate on a scale of one to 10. And wherever you are, a two, a nine, wherever it is, you're fine. It's just we want to kind of give ourselves a, a gauge. So go ahead. And I want you to close your eyes. Of course, if you're driving, 
don't close your eyes, but you can still do this exercise in your mind. So go ahead and close your eyes. And I'd like you to float like you're floating above a highway and this highway is your, and the distance is your future. And you can float towards it, like kind of flying above it. So I would like you to go ahead and float above this timeline and float 15 minutes past the successful completion of the event for which you have anxiety around. Look down on yourself 15 minutes after the successful completion. Where's your anxiety? I'd say about one or two. Great. And I'm glad you, you still have some. So over 50% of people will have no anxiety right now. And that's fantastic. They can return back to now and open their eyes. And some people still have anxiety. And that's because there's a second step for those that do. So Greg, now ask yourself, what am I anxious of right now? And you might find that there's another thing that is sort of a layer. It's a layer of this event. Another thing that you're anxious of. Do you see that? Yeah, I guess it's kind of the fallout from it. Yes, that you're anxious yes, about. the fallout. So I'd like you to go ahead and continue floating. Float 15 minutes past the successful completion of everything that has to do with this event. And look down on your down on what you're doing 15 minutes after the successful completion of everything that has to do with this event. Where's your anxiety? Definitely gone. Yeah. It's zero? Yeah. Great. Okay, you can come back down, come back to now and, and open your eyes. For those that still have anxiety, there's a few things I have to teach. One, some people don't imagine the success. Some people are like, they go 15 minutes past the very unsuccessful event and they look down and they see chaos and they still have the anxiety. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure we look at what a uh, successful completion looks like Two, um, sometimes people don't know what 15 minutes after looks like to them. Cause they're like, what would I be doing? You know, what, what do you mean 15 minutes after? And it's the total mundane. It's like, if I was worried about um, writing an exam 15 minutes after I'm like driving home, you know, or I'm calling mm -hmm. my husband telling him it was a success you know it's mundane basically 15 minutes after something that was successful what are we doing um we're not we're not sitting there worrying about it so um and then as far as needing to do it more than once like what we did with you i'll give you an example i was working with an author and uh, he was coming out with a second book and he had a lot of anxiety around it and he had a, maybe it was about a six or seven and I said to him, go 15 minutes past the successful completion of the book launch. And it went down to about a two or three. And I said, great. What are you anxious of now? And he said, oh, all of the reviews. So he had to do both layers, though. He had to look at what, what does it look like to see a successful 15 minutes after the successful book launch? And then he had to go 15 minutes after all the reviews, which could be like a million years from now because it's on Amazon. <laughs> and and then all of his anxiety went away and he just sat back and it was you could see all the stress leave his body. His shoulders dropped. He just took a deep breath and and he realized that every day he was constantly thinking about what other people thought of him and he was constantly worrying 
And that's, he had constant, he didn't even realize that he was living in a state of constant anxiety because he was thinking about all the people out there, the imaginary people that he'd never meet and would never meet that didn't like him and that were judging him. And so, and this is what we do. We constantly worry about all these things that will never really come to pass, never really impact us. And the, um, the catch 22 is the more we focus on what we don't want to have happened, the more likely we are to create it. It's part of the reticular activating system in the brainstem. And uh, it's called target fixation, where the what we fixate on, even the negative, we are more likely to create it. So it's best to focus on what we do want to have happen than spend all of our time worrying about what we don't want to have happen. When you're driving your car and there's suddenly a big object in your lane, are you staring at the object or are you looking to the next lane to make sure that you can steer around it? Drive to where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. Same with how you think. Steer your thinking and your focus towards what you do want to have happen, not what you don't want to have happen. When we shift our thinking towards what we do want to have happen, the body listens and doesn't um, doesn't uh, unnecessarily turn on the stress response. I love that. That was absolutely perfect, Ashley. I, I uh, I'm so excited because there's so many people listening to to this, and I can think of people specifically who have messaged me by email, Facebook, Instagram, who are struggling with this, and I'm just so happy. To, to have had you on and and been able to share with them a very solid step-by-step strategy to to making some progress in that area. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it was such a pleasure to teach this. This is one of my favorite things I love helping people with. I have an entire month-long course. I took everything that I knew, uh, that I know, <laughs> that I knew <laughs> about um, NLP and how to rewire the brain and how to create excellence in your life and how to get rid of anxiety. I create a whole month-long course and thousands of people have taken it and they all, people who have been like on, although I, I can't tell people to get off medication, like go what work with your doctor, right? It's not, it's not in my wheelhouse, nor is it legal for me to get people off med meds, but people have come back to me and said that their doctor, with the help of their doctor, they completely got off of their anxiety medication because of my course. And wow. and people who have suffered from anxiety for years and years and done all kinds of other therapies said that this was the most impactful thing they've ever done. But you got to do the work. you got to do the homework. So I teach um, so many tools just like this one in my course and you have to, and I teach how to do the homework and you do it every day and it rewires your brain so that you're automatically thinking about what you do want to have happen. You still get to prepare in case the other shoe drops, but you're not triggering the stress response while doing it. I love that. And where can we find that course? So you can go to learntruehealth.com, which is the uh, website for my podcast. And then in the menu, you'll see information about my anxiety course called Free Your Anxiety. But it's just so much more than anxiety. Uh, Obviously, you get rid of your anxiety, but you also get get to be in charge of your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the, that's, that's the most important part of the body. So, so really can't get better than that. So learn true health is the name of the podcast, learn truehealth.com uh, to find episodes and to learn more about the course. Ashley, is there any other way if people want to keep the conversation going with you, are those the two best ways to do it or is there you anything know, else? They can join my Facebook group. I have a great uh, Facebook group. I think we're just about to hit, 
3,000 people in the Facebook group, and it's a very lively group, lots of wonderful discussions there. So you just search Learn True Health in Facebook and join the join the great, great community of people looking to achieve optimal health. Beautiful. And I will have all of those links in the description as always. Ashley, again, thank you so much for being here today. And to the listener, thank you for taking the time to tackle this problem in your own life. Uh, It's something that I've definitely struggled with. I know many of you listening have struggled with and I'm personally very excited to, to now have something in my toolkit that will allow me to deal with it. Uh, if you haven't already, head over to the Learn True Health podcast. Give it a listen, subscribe, leave a review, let her know how much the Leapster Army loves her. And uh, find her on the Facebook group. The link is in the description or just search Learn True Health on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Greg Clunas. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day, every day.